Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Catching the Vision. Our text is from the book of Nehemiah, the second chapter, the first through the fifth verses. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before, so the king asked me, Why, Nehemiah, does your face look so sad when you're not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven, and I answered the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah, where my ancestors are buried, so that I can rebuild it. Nehemiah was a man with a vision given to him by God to rebuild Judah, to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. This text is in first person, so it is the words of Nehemiah. He accomplished his goal because he had such a close relationship with God, and he showed great leadership skills. Every year around this time, a lot of us try to develop a vision for our lives. We try to see how we can be better at our work or with our families or or in our love lives. Whatever we want out of life, we wait till January and then try to start all over. But today... I thought we could look at the year by looking at Nehemiah's plans to restore the walls. Walls still surround the old city of Jerusalem where millions come from all over the world to pray. While these walls were built in the 16th century, there are portions underground that are dated back thousands of years ago. You get a sense of how important these walls have always been to Jewish history and to Christian history and and Muslim history. In Jewish history, the temple is the place of God's presence. Nehemiah, who has been in exile, loves his homeland, and when he finds out the city is defenseless, he knows he has to do something, and this is where his vision takes off. In order to build the walls around Jerusalem, Nehemiah has to do some preparation work. In order for us to to look at our visions for things, we need to prepare. And sometimes there may be some things you need to tear down and get out of your way before you can build something new. Vision is a clear mental image from God that leads us to the future. In order to get there, you may need to tear down some obstacles that are blocking your eyesight, the sight of your heart. The first wall that Nehemiah had to tear down was the limitation of his circumstances. You see, Nehemiah begins his story in the ancient city of Susa, It was the location of the winter residence of the Persian king, Artaxerxes. The Jews had been exiled to Babylon. Babylon then fell to Persia. Nehemiah had made a good life for himself as a cupbearer 
or the Persian king Artaxerxes. The Hebrew word for cupbearer is mashke and is translated as a butler. And the definition involves much more than household duties. Cupbearers were important advisors for kings with responsibilities that included preventing the king from being poisoned accidentally or by assassination attempt. They didn't just let anybody be a cupbearer. Nehemiah was likely from a very eminent family, if not royal blood, because only people of eminence could hold such a trusted position. In other words, Nehemiah had a good job. He was doing all right. Sometimes we can't cultivate a vision because of the limitations of our current circumstances. That's what I'm saying about Nehemiah. I'm not saying he had bad circumstances. As a matter of fact, sometimes doing good is the biggest obstacle to doing great. You may have heard about Jim Collins' best-selling business primer, From Good to Great. One of the most valuable points that Collins makes is good is often the enemy of great. And that's one of the key reasons why we have so little in so many places. We don't have great schools because we have good schools. We don't have great government because we have pretty good government. Few people attain great lives, in large part because it's just easy to settle for good. That's the point of the gospel story when Jesus meets the rich young ruler who wants to know how to inherit eternal life. Jesus tells him to follow the commandments. The young man says he's done that since he was a little boy. Then Jesus says, Luke 18, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then follow me. You know how the story ends. The young man became sad and moved on. His life was much too materially comfortable to think there could be something greater. But God is always calling us to something greater. In eternal life and right now, the rich young ruler had built himself a wall around the limitations of his good circumstances, and he missed out on doing something better. Nehemiah had a good job. He'd made a good life in exile. Why would he want to look any further? Vision is the ability to see beyond the limited wall of your present circumstances. God is always calling us to something more. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul written to his protege, Timothy. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline. If you see your present circumstances as all you have and all you want, you may need to tear some walls down. How do you do that? You must surrender your life to God. Now, I say that knowing you have already been a Christian for 100 years. But sometimes I think that we can become Christians without surrendering. If we are honest with ourselves, most of us surrender on Sundays, maybe Wednesday nights, maybe when we're talking to the preacher, but God wants all of us, every hour, every day. Think about what that means in your life, how you can surrender. You must confess your sins. When we confess our sins, we can be assured that God is faithful and will forgive us. And knowing we are forgiven frees us to move ahead. It's hard to look clearly into the future when you're burdened with the guilt of your past. Confession is something I do often. It's my way of recommitting myself to growing in Christ.
You must upgrade your perspective on life. You must look at your life from God's perspective. Too often we evaluate ourselves based on our own limitations. There's that word again. But God looks at us through the eyes of his provision and his love. And God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing already, which means that we are equipped to serve God right now in amazing ways. We are not limited by anything when we are in Christ. God has a vision for you and for me that is greater than we know. God sees a future for us filled with everything blessed and good. I know the plans I have for you to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. We need to develop a a greater view of God. I just told you all the things that God can do because I want you to really, really claim the reality that God is greater than we think. And the best way to develop a better view of God, a greater view of God, is to keep in contact with God. One thing we know about Nehemiah for sure, Nehemiah was a prayer warrior. There are 10 prayers recorded in this book, and you really should go through. He prays all the time and includes the Bible's longest prayer. One time, Nehemiah just got on his knees and just kept praying. Prayer tears down the walls of our limited expectations. Nehemiah prayed about everything. His story opens in prayer. His friends tell him the bad news that the exiles are in trouble and the wall of Jerusalem is crumbling. He breaks down and cries, mourns, fasts, and prays. Chapter 1, verse 4, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying. Every sermon I preach, every every advice I give is based on steps of prayer. I cannot emphasize enough the necessity and power of prayer. Prayer tears down the walls of our limited expectations. Prayer helps us catch God's vision because it teaches us how to see as God has seen. The late Dr. Miles Monroe, world-renowned theologian, thinker, and author, wrote that prayer is humankind's means of giving heaven permission to influence earth. I love that definition. Prayer is humankind's means of giving heaven permission to influence earth. God assigned humankind with authority over earth, and prayer is the way we exercise that authority. God's will for our lives is beyond anything we can imagine. The word says, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, both in eternity and in this life. That's why Nehemiah prayed all the time. He prayed when he went to the king to ask for permission to go to Jerusalem. He prayed in the middle of the conversation. His vision was birthed and bathed in prayer. And so as we begin this new year, I just wish the best for you. I want you to catch God's vision for your life like Nehemiah did. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. 
This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let